you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Thursday, October 27th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a native of Minneapolis. Of the Minneapolis, that's right. A high school football star who played at the University of Missouri before earning his degree from Howard University. Ah, yes, the old tiger to bison gambit. There you go. He is known for breaking the Colin Kaepernick story, for being the guy we turn to to make sense of the most challenging topics affecting our league and our NFL community. He's on a first name basis with the commissioner. He's Steve Weich. Thank you for being here, sir. Andrew, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. It's going to be good stuff. Steve, I want to start by thanking you. On behalf of all of your NFL colleagues, we call you the captain for a reason, because you really are. You're the guy that we turn to when the game is on the line in a, in a proverbial sense. We've entrusted you time and time again to carry the mantle of responsibility when it comes to addressing elephants in the room, crafting dialogues, interpreting, uh, distilling, and sometimes just making sense of the challenging, difficult subjects that face our time and our league. How did you come to be the keeper of such massive responsibility? Because, Steve, you are. So let's not blush at it. Let's not pretend you aren't. You are. How did it, how did it get to this point? Um, interesting question because I don't view myself that way. I know you don't. But it's... I think part of it, look, I, I've been here a while. You know, I've been in the business for more than 30 years, so I've seen an awful lot. And I'm not talking about what I've covered. I've seen the business come in. I came in when newspapers were a thing, right? I'm a longtime writer. I came in pre-internet. I saw the internet come in and change the newspaper business to where now we go to the digital, to we go to the broadcast. So just our actual medium changing and the way we used to report, right? From just, just a fact, sir to now you've got to put things in perspective. You've got to add context to help people understand what they mean, not just in the moment, but in the future. And so I think me being able to take a bigger picture point of view because I'm in my 50s, I've done this for so long, I've done so many big stories, it helps. Plus, um, I'm kind of at the age where I think I can buck up against things, right? If, if we've got to challenge Roger Goodell, if we've got to challenge Demore Smith at the NFLPA, or 
leadership here at the NFL Network, I'm not afraid to put it out there because I've just kind of come to, if you're going to challenge me or butt up against me for doing what I think is right, not for myself, but for so many others, then that's a you problem. And so I'll take the hit if you want to hit me. But then when you look in the mirror, when you're my age or 10 years old or whatever, you're going to be one with the regret. Let's talk about the league from the macro view, from the 25,000-foot aerial view. You are better at contextualizing things than most people I know. How are we doing off the field? You are in many ways the steward of those topics, those conversations for us here at the network. And it is honestly, it has put too much on your plate, in my opinion, not because you can't handle it, but because we should be sharing the load. But here you are. What are we getting wrong? Can it be fixed? Will it be fixed? It's a tough that, I question. Mean, that's a it's loaded question because there's a million different directions. Yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't ask it of anyone else, here. Steve Weich. That's why you're the captain. So boom, you're on. Let's go. What well, do you I got? Mean, there, there's a million directions. Look, the NFL, more than anything, serve its fans. Without, yes. without the fan yes. base, there would be no NFL. Correct. So to me, some of the areas that where we could get stronger, I think we need to address the Latino fan base yes. a lot more. Because when I look in the stands... I see a lot of Spanish-speaking people and a lot of Latinos, and we give them, what, a couple weeks, a month? Yeah. Right? There are ways we can incorporate it by having— It becomes a calendar thing, not a community Correct. Thing. By, by addressing the young people who teach, maybe, you know, who are second generation, who teach the older people about yeah. American football. There, there are spirited ways we could do this. I, I think where the NFL is getting it right, we're seeing some of the streaming services. We see the Amazon Thursday Night Football. This is, I got, right, I've got kids. You'll have, your kid will be 20 years old. <laughs> Before I know it. <laughs> Before you know. I don't want to do the math on what that makes they're, me, they're, but go they're, ahead. They're watching the world through streaming services yes. now. So I think by making the foray that they have, that part is getting it right. They're, you know, everyone's just like, oh, no one's going to be able to find it. You're not hearing that anymore, even though these Thursday Night Games have not been great. So I, I think when it comes to the fan, you know, the NFL is doing certain things right. You know, we can go rules like this roughing the passer. Personal foul. Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Number 97. Defense. subjective because I saw Justin Fields getting his brains knocked out the other day. And those would have been calls. And yet we were reminded by Rich McKay, who you know very well, yeah. that the number of roughing the passer calls this season are down by more than half. Because everybody's running the football. <laughs> we just talked about it. Yes, that. exactly. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but, but no, there... There are things, you know, look, moving forward, you know, we just talked about the coaches. Let's get, let's get some more diversity in, in the coaching ranks. This is BS, and I really want to cuss right now, of what happens every year, this, this, this whole concept of doing better is lip service in a lot of different ways. Where we work, the leadership looks the same, the people making the calls the same, which is, which is why we have things. You have values, you have principles, it's time to prove it and not just say it. It's long overdue time no. to prove it. I mean, and, and, this, and, and, this is, and this is everywhere, and, you know, it's a slow burn. But, you know, there, there's just, and, and, you know, I think the, the growth that we're seeing, though, the, towards women is very important, too. Yes. So, and I think the NFL is, is doing a lot of right things. I'm sure it's falling short in a lot of areas, but I think recognizing it is, is something that's very important. Let's talk about the here and now. Let's, Let's talk about the NFL yep. as it stands right here. How are we doing? You know, it's funny because, you know, we talk about all this bad football, this and that, and, and, and it's not great. Sometimes a game can be, at least to this point, so bad, it's almost good. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and part of it, you know, we've had all the quarterback change, all these head coaching changes, some of these quarterbacks like Russell Wilson aren't playing well, some of the older quarterbacks. So I'm at Ryan get benched. Tom Brady doesn't, looks like Father Time's he does. finally, 
finally tugging on he's his He's starting locks. to look like Father Tom. <laughs> no, he's starting to look like. Nah, to be fair, he's a handsome he's starting to look like a Aaron Rodgers is actually starting to look a little like Father Tom. Yeah, you know, the Tom Brady's looking like Baby New Year. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's weird. I mean, I think it's going to come around, but I think all of the change, the fact that these teams still aren't playing guys in preseason, yes. we've had a lot of injuries. Yes. You're hoping it comes around. Yeah. But I think the, I think the offensive explosion, they're going to be more scattered than they were routine. You said something earlier, and, yep. and I want to make this our first football point. Steve Weish, the assertion from you, sir, is that NFL defenses are catching up to NFL offenses. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. Now, we have long considered this to be a pass-happy, quarterback-driven league. And in many ways, certainly in terms of the perception of the NFL game as it stands, that remains true. But what you are seeing is a balancing of the scales, a tipping of the scales on behalf of defense. We see a lot of these 12-9, 16-9 games, and a lot of people are rolling their eyes and saying that was a bad game. You're seeing the positives. You're seeing NFL defenses catch up to NFL offenses. How is that manifesting itself, and what is the ripple effect going forward? Well, look, this is me talking to people around the league. I mean, my question is, you know, we keep on talking about this bad, this bad, that. Our defense is catching up, and people are saying, yes, they're catching up. Jackson loses the ball. Pop free. The ball's still rolling around. The Giants jump on it. Because what do we always hear? The NFL cyclical, right? The NFL cyclical. NFL cyclical. All these offensive gurus getting hired. Um, at some point, it's going to start flipping the defense. Well, I think we're are starting we there? to enter that window. Yes. Because, one, you have so many people running the same offenses, right? From, from the Shanahan and McVay tree alone now, there's like eight or nine coaches. Then yeah. you have someone like Arthur Smith in Atlanta. who's Eight or nine coaches, and yet I think you could say 15 teams. Running, it is a copycat correct. league running or trying running, to run that offense. Running a lot of that. So yes. what defenses have done, one, it's not foreign to them when they see all this window dressing of motions and stuff. Right. They, they come up with different keys. But in speaking to people, you're seeing more teams like the Dallas Cowboys, who've done the best example whatever, find these safeties like J. Ron Kirsch and Donovan Wilson, who can play linebacker, strong safety, free safety. They can cover the tight end. So when teams come out with three wide receivers here, two wide receivers here, we got it. We have a scheme. Pressure up the middle. He's hit. He's sacked by Parsons. Lawrence flushed him out into the waiting arms of the one-legged Micah Parsons. Also, you've come up with these dynamic individuals, these chess pieces like the Micah Parsons. You can play a pass rush, you can play it inside, you can move them all over, right? So this is leaving these offensive linemen hanging, right? You're no longer having five and six, you know, six man offensive line where you keep a tight end or something like that. These teams are spreading everybody out and going yeah. empty. You get a stud pass rusher, corner off the, off the edge, they're gonna win. Now comes Miller to bring him down back at the 21 yard line. His second sack of the game. They're going to win. So everyone trying to be fancy with all of this, all of a sudden it comes time to play football. That's part of what is going on right now. Plus, you're seeing more teams say, my quarterback can't be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Let's just run the ball 40 times. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Okay, so yeah, let me stop you there because that was another one of the assertions that you made that I found so fascinating. So let's call it out and make it special because what you are seeing is something that in the fantasy world and then again in the quick fix, love a big number on the scoreboard kind of viewership, uh, we see as disappointing. And yet it is just emblematic of the way that the game is evolving. NFL teams are starting to protect their quarterbacks some, because, as you have said, some. there are so few top-tier guys. Most of the NFL quarterbacks live somewhere in the middle or at the bottom. And in order to be successful with a guy like that, no disrespect, there are very few elite quarterbacks. So what do you do if you're the, the other 22, 25 teams? You run the ball and you protect your guy. That's what you're seeing. Or you use a guy as a weapon. I mean, what were we saying after Monday night? Oh, my God, Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze with the Chicago Bears. Fields takes off. Left side, he's in. They finally got it. Yeah, where did that come from? They're putting Justin Fields in a position of strength. They took the bye week and said, let's come up with some design runs, open up the pass game. They steamroll the Patriots on the ground. Oh, my gosh, Arthur Smith took Marcus Mariota. He's throwing it 18 times a game. Yes, and it's right? working. It's working because they're running the ball effectively. They're grinding teams down. Mariota keeps. He's got the corner. Touchdown, Atlanta. Look what Dallas just did, you know, with Cooper Rush. They're going to they're gonna probably do some of that when Dak Prescott starts to come around. I don't think they're all of a sudden going to open it up. Pollard, right up the middle, Tony Pollard. Breaking free, Pollard. Cuts back, Pollard, all the way. 
So now you're putting pressure on these teams that are playing these six defensive backs to say stop the run. So there's a little bit of counterplay going on, but it's more of teams finally getting wise, these offensive gurus, and saying, let's not ask our quarterback to throw it 45 times. Let's run it. And maybe that's why we're not seeing as much splash and fireworks. Again, this could change all down the line. But, you know, you've also got some injuries at quarterback. I mean, look what's happened in New Orleans and, and places like that where you've got wide receivers out, quarterbacks out. I mean, that's part of the issue, too, but that's not unique to the season. To your point, if you look at the top five rushing teams as it stands right now, going into week eight in the NFL, the top five rushing teams in the NFL, Chicago Bears, number one, New York Giants, number two. Mobile quarterback. Cleveland Browns, number three. There they go. Atlanta Falcons, number yep. four. And the Baltimore Ravens, where they tend to be, sure. number five. And Buffalo's probably not too far behind that. Just behind. Josh Allen and, and, and guys like that. So instead of saying... Okay, we're not going to make our quarterback a target. It's funny, you've got the Jags, then the Seahawks, then the Raiders, then the Patriots, then the Cards, then the Cowboys, then the Niners. We expected them maybe to be a little higher, and then the Bills. But there are your top 12, 13 yeah. teams, and they are all doing precisely what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, and they're just, they're just we're going to use our guy's strengths. And just, you know, it's funny, I've talked to Michael Vick about this. Like, dude, you were born a generation too soon. Because <laughs> if you played in this yeah, generation, yeah, you'd was. be the guy. Remember when Cam Newton would do this? Oh, my God. He yes. just wants to take off yes, after yes. his first look. Now we're championing this. We're designing stuff instead of it being the anomaly. So I think there's, there, these are some of the reasons why you're seeing in the NFL, maybe not the electric offenses, but maybe just a little smarter play or coaching until things come around. Allen circles, sideline. Allen is in. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen completely focused on the end zone, and he gets there. Is it time for us to be smarter NFL fans and start to find our love again for game scripts that read like this, teams that look like this, play to your strengths, the fact that you may not have the greatest show on turf uh, ability doesn't mean you can't be a successful winning team in the NFL. We are seeing teams win in different ways. We keep praising teams like the Jets and the Giants. Right. Why? Because they are finding ways to win. The Seahawks, they are finding ways to win with rosters that maybe aren't as flashy as the Bills and the Chiefs, and yet there they stand in the mix. And then we look at a team like the Denver Broncos, who suddenly had everything that they, they were one quarterback away. Right. They get their quarterback, and they are not, in fact, playing to their strengths. They are finding ways to mess it up. No disrespect to Nathaniel Hackett or Russell Wilson, but obviously that one's gone awry. But let's give love to the teams that deserve it, teams like the Giants and the Jets and the Seahawks and the, Seahawks yep. and the Falcons, finding ways to win with rosters that didn't necessarily jump off as being top five rosters. He's going to throw it, picked off, coming the other way is Neal, down to the 20, the 10, Cuts back inside. Touchdown, Seahawks. It's Woolen. Tariq Woolen makes the interception return for the touchdown. First off, to your first thing you said, I think NFL fans are smarter now than they've ever been. But do we love it enough? Is it, has the fantasy world kind of obscured well, no. our objectivity when it comes to, hey, you know what? A 17-14 game can be a thrilling game in spite of the well, fact that you didn't get a lot of touchdowns. I, I'll say it. I'll put from it your RB1 or your wide receiver one or your QB1. I'll, I'll, I'll say it, yes, uh, you know, to that point. If we're looking at the fantasy world skewing it on oh, my guys, not giving me that much. But you know what? Maybe your running back is. You know, maybe your tight end is. Maybe, you know, these guys. So, you know, way one against the other. But I do think... 
Some coaches are showing they know how to coach football. Yeah, darn right they are. And some coaches are showing that they have no idea how to shoot with their left hand. Okay, you've brought in coaches, and I want to go back to your first assertion, which I find fascinating, and I think it's absolutely true. We're going to track this in the weeks and months to come about NFL defenses catching up to NFL offenses. Um, because I think what we have seen on the scoreboard has led us to believe that it, it was a failure of NFL offenses, and yet, no, let's make it a celebration of NFL defenses. What is the ripple effect? What happens in the next coaching, head coaching uh, cycle? Are we going to see different candidates step to the front of the line? Well, let's see if they get interviewed, right? So right now, NFL owners, most of whom aren't as smart as NFL fans when it comes to the X's and O's, even fantasy football, whatever. They may think they are. They may think they are. They listen. Okay, hey, the game, the rules are skewed offense. that we have to get an offensive guru. Well, there's a lot of very talented offensive coaches who aren't leaders of men. Yeah. Right, and so that's what we're starting to see. And I think you're seeing that in Denver. But then you've got, you know, the sage, Pete Carroll, who's a leader of men, who's a groomer of talent. He's a defensive guy, right? So I think in this next cycle, hopefully, Again, I'm, I'm the ultimate pessimist when it comes to trusting owners on making the right hire. They will not just look at offense in a schemer or defense in a schemer, but a man as a leader. And that could be a defensive coach. It could be a Leslie Frazier, right? It could be a young, if you want to go young guy, a D'Amico Ryans, right? You're looking at Detroit, even though they've got the record they have, everyone is raving about this guy. Just across the street, Raheem ben Morris. Johnson, Raheem Morris. Absolutely, for the Los Angeles Rams. Some of the things he's had to do with the injuries have been fantastic. So, I mean, you've got people in place in certain spots that hopefully these owners will take a look back and say, hey, they've, they've come up with defenses. They've done some things. And they've got guys like Dan Quinn. Some of the stories you hear about him, I, I, I know some people with the Cowboys, and they're like, Dan Quinn will get people to run through a wall for him. You know why? Because maybe on a Friday night, he'll go to one of his players' son's high school football games or what, go to one of his assistant coaches' youth cheerleading event. Come on. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, well, what happened in Atlanta? Well, you know what? Maybe he learned. All right, maybe he learned a few things. Yeah. These are the things that owners need to take into account when they're looking for head coaches if they really want to have some wins and success and sustainability. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Will you watch football games with your grandchild? Come on, man. Of course. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> yes. That's part of it. So this is a labor of love. <laughs> this is not a labor of necessity. This is not something you were stuck with. You are in football for a reason. Let's talk about this. Why football? Uh, what is it that drew you to the game as a young man to play? And what is it that drew you to the league as a reporter, as a professional, to make this a career? Why football? Well, to answer your last question first, luck. Okay, now I'll get back to that. Okay. Um, look, I grew up playing all, playing three sports, you know, basketball, baseball, and football. Football kind of, you know, when I was 10 years old, my second year playing, I had a youth league coach outside of St. Louis. said, have you ever played quarterback? And I was like, yeah. You know, when, I, when I'm horsing around, but then when you're, you're playing in pads, it was like, okay, you understand the gravity of the position, even when you're that young. That's why so many kids don't want to play quarterback. They want to play wide receiver where they're always open, but only touch it three times a game. And so... You know, once I stepped into it, I was in a leadership role. And then in baseball, I was a pitcher, you know. And in basketball, I was kind of a swing, power forward guy. But as I continued to grow, baseball and football were my best sports. And so as the pitcher and the quarterback, you're, you're the leader. You're the guy everybody looks to. So this I seems can... to be the narrative of your, of your yeah, life, that you it, have it, always found or sought um, or maybe been handed positions of leadership. Well, here's what happens. My parents were divorced. I was the man of the house. Right, I had a brother five years younger than me who I had to take care of. So it was kind of inherent, more than somebody giving to me or asking me to do it or me assuming it. It was kind of, you're the man of the house. If you want to eat, here's how you cook. Your brother's going to be fed, and you're going to make sure that he's taken care of before I get home from work. So that's just kind of the natural. I always say if there's one word to describe me, it's responsible. Right? And Is so, it exhausting? No. It's, again, it's, it's natural. It's not exhausting. I mean, and, and you're around me. I mean, even in the workplace, you know, I want to make sure that our shows put the best content on there, that, oh. we're, that we're just not doing scratch and sniff content, right. that we're doing stuff that affects our viewers. I want to understand the people in the workplace, the younger people coming up, the Caleb Burtons and Bridget Condens and people like that of the world get their opportunities, but they earn them. Yeah. And so, you know, again, part of that comes with age and wisdom and experience. A part of it is kind of an inherent thing. But, but football, to get back to the point... You know, it just kind of went my way. Baseball I was very good at. It was a very good baseball. Were you better at baseball than football? I wouldn't say that, but it was kind of equal. Did you like baseball more than football? No. But I was a really good pitcher, but I tore my shoulder apart. <gasps> and so back when I did it, rotator cuff surgery was a cut in a blade in a year's rehab. Yeah. Now, you know, it's just a six-week scope sure. and, and things like that. But I'm not getting cut because I play quarterback on the football team, so I'm going to rehab and see what, what I can do. So... You know, went there my junior year. I was one of the few, few juniors to make it to our varsity high school football team in St. Louis, Parkway South High School. And the class ahead of me had been undefeated as freshman, undefeated as JV, first class at my high school to take our team deep into the playoffs. So I was a new piece at quarterback, 
they changed the offense some form. We were some option, you know, and because I was the pretty dude, could throw it all over the place, right. they changed the offense, and we lost our first three games. So now everybody's hating me. Plus, I was the first black quarterback in my high school and one of about 10 black students in my high school. So now I got all eyes on, you know, all eyes are on your boy and I'm feeling a little uneasy and unsure of myself. So they moved me. The coach is like, I'm making a change. And at the first time I was like, thank God, because this is the first time in my life I felt the weight of the Lifting. world on my shoulders. So they would say, the only place you can put you is defensive end. We got an injury there, but we got to keep you on the field. Never played on the line of scrimmage in my life. Played the top team in St. Louis at the time, Webster Groves High School. They had about three Division I-A players on there, so they had a bunch of scouts in the stands. Best player. I was the best player on the field that game. We upset them. There you go. And next thing you know, I'm getting letters from Michigan State and Florida State and Missouri and all these schools. And so now I feel better about myself. You end up at Missouri. End up at Mizzou. Short time in Missouri. Yes. Go to D.C. Yep. Howard University. HBCU. Yep. That was your destiny. Maybe more so fate because I'd never been, I never grew up around black people. Um, both of my parents went to Hampton Institute, not in Virginia. university, in Virginia, which was an HBCU. Hey, you're talking to a Virginia boy. This is my that. backyard, kid. I know that. So they both went to Hampton Institute. Um, but, you know, I never got recruited by an HBCU. They never really said, go to an HBCU. My mother would inquire, you know, when I was getting recruited, why isn't, aren't you going to Grambling or Southern? I, was, I haven't even received a letter from them, right. right? So when I decided to transfer from Missouri, I said, I'm going to apply to Hampton and Howard. And Howard was the first one to get back to me. And their head football coach, Willie Jeffries, called me. This is back before cell phones, mind you. This is back when you had the 20-foot cord yeah. on the you phone. Pulled into the, you pulled into the, the neighboring room, room, closed the door so Correct. mom and dad couldn't hear. Correct. And he was like, I know who you are. Come on. But back then, transfer rules were different. I had to have 60 credits before I could be enrolled at Howard. Right. Now, this wasn't even football-related. So I had to finish out a semester spring semester where I hadn't gone through spring practice or anything, I hadn't been lifting with the football team, lifting on my own. And so by the time, you know, it was time to report, I'd lost my stinger, man. It was, the, you know, the old football vernacular, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me just go and focus on my studies. It's something I've never done. I've never not played a sport. Let me see what that's like. And that, trust me, every time I went to a Howard football game, I was like, man, I'd, I'd felt all, a pang. Of I'd be like, I mean, I'd be all conference. I'd be, I'd be a good <laughs> player. But, you know, I'm glad things worked out the way they did. Hey, listen, we are glad things effect. worked out the way they did. I think it's one of those, you know, thank God for unanswered prayers sometimes. Life took you where it took you. Yeah. We are so grateful that it landed you here. Last question. You covered the Atlanta Falcons for years. Yes. You mentioned them earlier today. You've mentioned them twice. So clearly you want to answer this question. Can your, let's call them, Atlanta Falcons win that NFC South? They stand second right now, level on record with the division-leading Bucks, inexplicably <laughs> three and four. Is that division there for the taking, and can they take it? Yeah. Yes. I mean, in fact— Do you actually believe that, though? Do I believe it? No. You I, don't. I, I believe that the Tampa Bay Thank Buccaneers— you. Truth. I believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to fix this in some way. I don't think they're going to be as dominant as they've been. Yes. But they've got the nucleus. They've got the veteran leadership. Yes. It may start Thursday against the Ravens. Um, the Atlanta Falcons right now are the little engine that could, right? And they are making life miserable for everyone that they play. But sometimes you got to have players make plays and they just don't have enough. I've read the little engine that could about 1,700 times <laughs> in the last six months. And I know what happens at the end of that. There you go. That engine gets up and over that hill and takes 
the wonderful toys and treats and good food to eat to the little boys and girls on the other side of that mountain. So the little engine that could, can, and sometimes does, the question is, will they? We'll find out in the days to come. More magic words. I think I can, just like you, Andrew. I want to thank today's special guest, Steve Weich, the captain, <laughs> the chief national reporter for NFL Network. He is one of a kind. We are so lucky to have him. I'd love to have you back. Anytime, bro. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. He said it out loud. You heard him. <laughs> Join us tomorrow for Friday answers to Sunday questions like who wins in week eight? How do they win? What will the scoreboard read? Who will star? And who's on upset alert? Answers tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.